Let's look here at verse 12, Matthew 11. And verse 12, we've been using as a uh, opening here about the kingdom of God taken by force. And, um, and the story here is about uh, how Jesus spoke of John the Baptist. And the reason for uh, sharing with this about how the kingdom of God suffered violence. If you look at Matthew chapter 11 and you look at verse 12, you'll see that. Uh, Matthew 11 and verse 12, it said, from the, day, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffered violence. In other words, every Old Testament saint, including even up to John the Baptist, they were all Old Testament saints. They dealt, they lived by the laws that God had put in place under the old covenant. And so Jesus said, and the reason why he was saying that, it was because the Israelites, even though God brought them out of Egypt, brought them out of bondage, but they still had problem believing. They still had problem receiving. Are you following me? And so, you know, they looked at all what God did for them, how God, they saw the ten plagues that God placed upon Egypt. They witnessed all of this, and they experienced none of that pain, none of that punishment. They crossed the Red Sea. They saw the Red Sea open up, and yet they continuously to get to a place where now the Pharisees or the religious leaders, they come to the place where they have more faith in their traditions than they do of the commandment of God's word. And this is why Jesus was saying here from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violent and the violent taken by force. Well, let's just look at some of the things that he talked about. Look at, uh, go to Matthew chapter 15 and look at verse 1. Let's just look at a, a few of these. Let me show you what I mean here. <clears throat> it said, then came Jesus to the scribes and Pharisees, which were of Jerusalem, saying, why do thy disciples transgress? You see their mindset, the tradition of the washing of hand. They're not thinking about keeping the commandments. They're more or less caught up, and it's the same thing in some time in the body of Christ. We're more concerned about tradition, uh, yeah, a tradition than we are of the word of God or the commands of God that He's given unto us to live by faith. And so he said, why do, you why, do your, why do thy disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? For they wash not their hand when they eat bread. Look what Jesus replied. But he answered and said unto them, why do you also transgress the commandments of God by your tradition? Uh, watch this. Keep going. For God commanded, saying, Honor your father, your mother, and he that curses his father or mother, let him, be, let him die the death. Boy, you know, at one time, you know, under the old covenant, you curse your, you know, you got children, curse their parents all the day. Huh? Oh, yeah, they curse their parents all the day. Back under the old covenant, you know, they, folks died. Is that right? <laughs> If I'd have cussed my dad, I'd be dead sure enough. Y'all wouldn't have me here. <laughs> you see, notice the next verse case. But you say whosoever shall say to his father or his mother, it's a gift. Well, you see, under their tradition or whatnot, it, you know, the Pharisees, they care more about money, more about gift than they did the commandment of God's word. And this is why he said, 
by whatsoever thou mightest be profited by me. Watch this, keep going. Honor thy father, thy mother, he shall be free. But thus you have made the commandments of God of no effect by your tradition. It's the same word, same verse of scripture in Mark 7, 13, that Jesus said the only way the word of God become of no effect, it would be by your tradition. Because sometimes you hold your tradition at a higher level than God's word. And this is the reason why people struggle living by faith. See, you can't live by your tradition. You have to live by, when we say live by faith, you're living by the word of God. Are y'all following me? So to live by faith is simply what? I'm living by the word of God. So if you're not living by the word of God, then guess what? It's impossible for you to live by faith. Amen? Okay, so here he said, your, your tradition has made the commandment of God of no effect. And still today, even though you and I are free by the blood of Jesus, but you, your tradition or your religion can still make the word of God of no effect because now you're not bound by commandments. You get this. Under the new covenant, you're bound by seed, uh, whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap. That law is still in effect. If you sow wrong, then you're going to reap wrong. Are you following what I'm saying? So you still live by that, com- that law, okay? But watch this. As we go on, a few, he said, uh, you hypocrites, uh, well, did Elijah prophesy, and he's, uh, Isaiah prophesied, saying, the people draw nigh to me with their what? Mouth? And they honor me with their lips, but their heart is what? Far from me. Can you see that? He said, but in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrines, the commandments of men. One more verse. And you call the multitude, and he said unto them, hear and understand. Let's go a couple more verses. And not that which goes into the mouth defiles a man. But that which cometh out of the mouth, this defiles a man. So in other words, Jesus was simply saying, hey, just because I wash with unwashed hand or my disciples wash, I mean, eat with unclean hand does not defile them. They had more faith and more uh, uh, belief of outward washing, outward rituals than they did of the changing of the heart. Are you following me? And watch this. Then came his disciples and said unto him, Knoweth thou that the Pharisee were offended after they heard this? One more. But he answered and said, Every plant which my heavenly Father has not planted shall be what? Rooted up. Okay? So when you go back to Matthew chapter 11, and you look at verse 12, and we look at it again, how he said, Jesus speaking here about John the Baptist, he said, and from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. That means you're going to have to take the word of God, the promise to stand on the word of God by force. Why? Because tradition still have some of us bound. Some religious back, some religious belief still have some of us bound in certain ways. And you're going to have to, so when we look at the word, the kingdom of God suffered violence, that means it's overpowering. It's an overpowering force that you're going to have to put in play and you're going to have to submit yourself to the word of God when it comes to healing. If the word of God said, 
Jesus bore my sins in his body. Let's put that up for a moment. First Peter 2.24. <clears throat> because tonight what I want to share with you is about, you know, renewing your mind to walk in these applications. Because if without a mind renewal, then you will not be able to have understand. You will not be able to have eyes to see. Not eyes to see with your natural eye. When you say eyes to see, he's talking about your understanding or your perception to the truth you hear. Are you following me? Because it's the truth that you hear. Your perception to the truth going to make all the difference whether or not you're going to receive what the Word of God promised you or you walk in unbelief. Why? Because your perception of that truth is like, well, I, I just don't believe that's going to work for me. It runs in my family that, you know, all the men have, you know, heart issues. And so when they get around 50 years of age, we starting, all the men on our, on our side starting. That may be a fact, but when you got born again, you should be the one to say, I broke that cycle. I broke that curse. See, your mouth got to be involved. You just can't be, you know, whammy and pam and just, you know, just with your ears open and just accept what they say. No, you have to fight. See, that overbearing, uh, the, <clears throat> yeah, overpowering force you talk, you're going to have to say, no, I'm redeemed from that curse. All men in my family stop dying at the age of 50. We go on and live a full, complete, satisfied life. Hmm? You know, I'm going to get to 100, and if I feel good and still strong at 100, I'm going to go on for the next 100, I'm going to go on for the next 20 years. I'm going to go for it all. That's the attitude that the righteous has. You can't just sit there and say, oh, I'm getting old, I'm getting fat, I'm getting bald. Well, I'm already bald. And, you know, this and that. <laughs> no. Are y'all understand what I'm saying? You got to fight that. You got to fight the works of the flesh like you have never fought before. That's why I said the kingdom of God suffered violence. Why? Because your tradition is stronger than this word that you are hearing today. You go to the doctor, tell you, oh, be careful, take it easy now. And you walk out there, how you doing? Oh, you sound like, you know, you ever watch Andy Griffith, what his name at the barbershop? What's his name? What's his name? Howard. Oh, Andy. <laughs> you know how Barney is. No. We got to get away from all of that mess. See, if you're gonna if you're gonna take your life back, and see, this is why walking by faith it requires a responsibility. It requires discipline, and we don't want that. We want we want whatever the doctors say, whatever the bankers say, whatever whoever's you know that we whatever they say. See, that's why I said the kingdom of God up to now, the kingdom of God suffered violence because you're gonna have to take it by force. You have to take your healing by force, Sister Philip, with that cancer. If not, it'll kill you. And if it ever try to come back, you got to tell, no, no, you don't. You don't put that on me. 
See, renew your mind. See, renewing the mind is an application you do every day to do what? To stay on top. Soul salvation is not a one-time event. Soul salvation is something we do every day. It's like eating every day. It's like bathing your body every day. Well, you got to bathe your soul, your mind every day with the word of God from your tradition, from your unbelief. Because it will destroy, it will, <clears throat> it will come to steal. What is the three things the devil come to do in John 10.10? 10? He come to do what? The thief come in not but to do what? To steal, to kill, and to destroy. And that's what he want to do. And if you take side with what the doctor said or whoever is, say, is speaking in your ear, if you take the sides of that, then guess what? Faith has no voice. Victory is lost. Because you have, made, you have taken the side of what you heard rather than what you believe that you have in, in Christ Jesus. So look at verse Peter 2.24. This should be a reality to every one of you that are here and those who may be listening. Oh, I thought on Facebook it didn't cut off. It, it cut off? Okay, so it, all of you that are here, it should be a reality. So notice what he said. Who his own self bore our sin in his own body. He bore, see, the purpose of the sickness, the purpose of the poverty, the purpose of the depression, the purpose of oppression, the purpose of, you know, stress, and every other evil thing that the enemy can think of, it is because of sin. But that sin nature has been dealt with. So if you get rid of the nature, the thing that made you sick, that made you broke, that made you busted, that made you disgusted, that put you in the boot in the corner in the back in the dark, right? Once you get rid of that, then guess what? All it has now is a memory. You know how your phone have a memory chip? All it has is a memory. Now you need to change your memory. Change what you want to think on. That's where your traditions are. That's where your beliefs are. Hmm? You got to change what you think on now. You got to change who you're listening to. You can't listen to everybody. Well, they, you, know, they, you know, they love the Lord. Yeah, they may love the Lord. I do, do. But I'm not going to speak to something contrary that I know of the truth. Okay? So he said, who his own self bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sin, meaning this, the nature that made me a sinner, the nature, the nature that put me in strain against God, Jesus dealt with it. That's what he's saying here. You being dead to sin, that we should do what? Live unto what? Righteousness. So if you're going to live unto righteousness, then guess what? It said, by his stripes you were healed. So what am I going to do? I'm going to take my healing because I got a right to it. Hmm? You're going to go get in your car tonight, right? When you leave here, right? Why? Because you got a what? A right to it. Nobody can stop you from getting in there, right? That's yours. Well, I'm telling you, healing belongs to you. It's yours. 
Prosperity belongs to you. It's yours. Victory in Christ belongs to you. It's yours. Hmm? But if you don't take it by force, if you don't, if you don't, if you don't, if you don't understand your tradition wants to bind you. Hmm? Your religion wants to keep you. Are you getting what I'm saying? I mean, I grew up in a, you know, in a Baptist church, you know, old traditional Baptist church. And <clears throat> folks didn't learn nothing. Not the, the, the first Baptist church I was in, you know, people were just loyal to the church because why? You know, grandma paid, bought that pew. I can't leave that pew. Is that right? And then you get mad if somebody sit on the pew. You know, you, you dedicated the pew to the Lord, and if, you know, Bobby and his family come sitting on that pew, and I'm going to look at him and say, well, don't you know we paid for that pew? You know, get off there. My mama want to sit up there. But mama, we gotta... <laughs> Can y'all understand what I'm saying? See, your tradition. Yeah. You shouldn't be bound. You shouldn't be... You should not be obligated to anything but the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, don't get me understand. We need a place that we can go and commit ourselves so we can continue to grow. But I'm saying anything that's filled with tradition, anything that's filled with dead men bones, anything that's cold, that's not feeding you, I will not stay there. That's why I don't hardly go to too many meetings. But when I do go to somewhere, go to a meeting, you know, you could ask my son, I always park where I can get out. Because if, if they get to talking wrong, get to talking crazy, I, you know, I'm, I'm already, you know, my Baptist come out. You know, I'm gone. I'm going to make a bed to the, I'm going to make it like I'm going to the bathroom and I'm gone. <laughs> I'm gone. I'm gone, Jack. Amen. Yeah. So notice it. <clears throat> so it said, by whose stripes you were what? Heal. Is that right? Now let's go back to uh, you right there in First Peter. Let's go back up to First Peter and look at uh, what is that? I want to say uh, verse nine. First Peter one. I want to say. Let's say is that right? Okay. Yeah. 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 That's it. Receiving the end of your faith. Notice what it said. Even what. The salvation of what? Of your soul. So when we talk about your soul, that's where the battle is. That's where the fight is. There are words fighting for your soul. There are tradition. There are religion. We all come from traditions. We all come from a religious background. We all may have come from some legalist background or whatnot. They are all fighting for your soul. And when you discover what the truth is, now I have to make a decision. You have to make a decision. Am I going to stick with my tradition or I'm going to go with the word of God? Because I'm going to tell you, for you to go with the word of God, your tradition will fight you. Your religion will fight you. People in your family will fight you. Hmm? People in your circle will fight you. And that's why this, your, your decision that you 
you know, walking in the kingdom of God, the application of the kingdom of God, you got to, go, you got to make this a personal stance on your own. You can't make this a stand based on what someone else is doing or how so. No, you got to do this for yourself. Okay? So notice, go to the next verse, all cases. He said, of which salvation the prophet have inquired and searched diligently who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you. Next verse. Searching what? Or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ, which was in them, did signify when it testified beforehand the suffering of Christ and the glory that should follow. Watch this. Keep going. Unto whom it was revealed that not unto themselves, but unto us, they did minister the thing which are now reported. Unto you, by them that have preached the gospel, unto you with the Holy Ghost, sent down from heaven, which things the angel desire to look into. Now, you know, we all got angels, right? According to Hebrews 1.14, your angels have been assigned to you as heir of salvation. Now, they're there to watch over you. you just because you don't see them, that doesn't mean they're not active. All of us in here, you're angel, you got angels sitting on the side of you, standing on the side of you. You got angels preserving you from close accidents. Think about some, how many times something, a, a, a situation, and all, you, you avoid it. Your angel was involved. A lot of times we don't get our angels involved. We just go on our own willpower, our own strength. Your angels work for you. But they do, they hearken to the voice of the word. So if the word is not spoken, then they have nothing to hearken to. to, hearken to. That's Psalm 103, verses 14 through 21. Now watch this. Next, go to the next Okay. Oh, here it is. It says, wherefore gird up what? The lawn of your mind. Think about it. Gird up the lawn of your mind. Why? Because your tradition is coming, boy. And you don't know what traditions that are there until a crisis arrives. That's when you're going to realize this thing is holding me back. Why am I, why am I holding back? Or why, why am I, see, some of the things, some of the, the signs that will agitate, you could become agitated when someone starts speaking to you about something that makes sense. You can become irritable. Those are sure, sure signs. Whereas, notice this, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's knocking at your tradition. It's knocking at your religion. So notice what he said, wherefore gird up the lawns of your mind, be sober, hmm? and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of what? Jesus Christ. And that's what your tradition don't want. It don't want you to receive new insight. It don't want you to have a, great, a, a broader perspective on these truths. It wants to keep you bound in your religion. It wants to keep you bound in how you were raised, in the philosophy of the way you, you know, whatever your worldview of life is. It wants to hold you, it wants to hold you captive. But you have to be the one, that's why you, when we talk about the application of the kingdom of God, you have to be the one to do what? 
to overpower that tradition. Because why? That tradition is not in them. It may be in them, but you don't want to have to make the decision. You don't want to have to make the, you don't want to have to speak that truth. They may not be ready. Hmm? Are you getting this? Well, <clears throat> let's go to uh, Romans chapter 6 and look at verse 16 for a moment. Well, start at, yeah, start at verse 14. Verse 14, Romans 6. It says, for sin shall not have what dominion over you. For you are not under the law, but under grace. So that means now the law, that, that, that nature that had me bound, spirit, soul, and body, well, it's no more. It's been decapitated. So therefore, there's a residue that's left in my soulless man that's holding me hostage. So I am being incarcerated by my own past, by my own traditions. And if I don't hear enough of the truth of God's word to do what? To penetrate, to demolish, to destroy, to pull down stronghold that's trying to keep me captive, I will be overbearing. My tradition will keep me there and it will lot to kill me. Hmm? Because I, wasn't, I didn't hear the truth enough. I didn't hear the word enough to do what? to overpower, to be barren in that area, to, to keep me, to strengthen me. I mean, understand what I'm saying. I'm speaking to you more of tonight about you have to make a decision with a renewed mind. Your mind has to be made up. You have to gird up your, the, uh, the lawn of your mind, and you're going to have to understand this is a truth that I have embraced after I've done my research, done my, <clears throat> my study in the Scripture. This is what I believe. And you stand on that word. Are you following me? And you don't let it go. I'm not saying you're not going to have, you know, even me. You know, I'm not saying that sometimes pain don't want to hit pain, hit, don't, don't hit my body or whatever. But as fast as you hit it, I tell you, you can't live in my body. You got to die. You got to go. You got to stop it. Now, I don't wait to see is it gone. I keep moving. My words have authority in this body. Or oh, y'all understand what I'm saying? And they just go. You say, where it go? I don't know. I don't care. As long as don't come back. Amen? Yeah, you got to get to the place that whereas no germ can touch your body. The moment it touch your body, it dies. The moment sinus infection or anything, touch my body, it have to die. I used to have a saying, it can't live in my body more than 24 hours. I, I, I changed that confession. Because I might miss something. So let me, hit it, let me get it before it get in there. You can't live in my body. Every germ touched my body. I, I really believe that. Every germ touched my body, it dies. Hmm? Yeah. You know, it's, it, trees and stuff is starting to pollinate, right? And, you know, I, I felt this, this, the front of my face, it wanted to, like it was, you know, getting all whatever. I said, no, you can't do that. I rebuked that. In the name of Jesus, I'm not tolerating that no more. Guess what? It's just, bloop. Okay. It's just like saying, okay. Some of y'all looking at me like I just fell off of the back of a bandwagon. No, I'm telling you the truth. 
That's, you'll have that authority. And you say, well, what if I say that and it don't work? Well, you stay with it until it works. You, you do what is necessary, but you stay with the word, whatever it is that you're taking. Whatever you're taking, whatever that is, whatever it is they dig it out, they dig for silence or whatever. Whatever it is you take, you keep taking it, but you take the word with it. Hmm? Yeah. I'm, just, I'm just sharing with you guys. Because as we move on in life, things are going to be more challenging. But for the righteous, for the believer, for the one who understands their authority in Christ, you have to exercise. See, you're getting strengthened right here. But you're going to use everything that I'm saying to you outside of these four walls. And it's not so much of you ministering to someone else. You're going to have to use it for yourself. Are you following me? You're going to have to be that living testimony. You have to be that living witness before others can see that it's real. Amen? Now, you're not walking around trying to prove nothing. But people will all, they'll start to notice your conversation. They'll start to notice your behavior. Okay? So it says, for sin should not have what? Dominion over you. Why? Because I'm dead to it. I'm not under the law. I live under grace. So what does Galatians 2.20 say? The life that I now live in the flesh. I live now by the faith of the Son of God who loved me. He gave himself for me. So therefore, what I'm going <clears> to... <throat> I'm partaking of the life that gave me life. He gave his life for me. He was raised for my justification. And now that life that he's been raised from the dead is living inside of me. So therefore, I have a defense and I have an offense. Meaning, no weapon formed against me can prosper. Not because of me, but because of the Christ, the life of Christ that's in me. The life of Christ I have made one with. Can y'all see that? So all I'm doing is applying what he did for me. So he said, for sin should not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. Watch this next verse. What then, Paul said, did they say, shall we sin? Because we're not under the law? Look what Paul said. But, and they said, under grace? What, what does he say? God forbid. And three times in that same chapter, he said, God forbid. Why would he say God forbid? Because how can you live in something that you're dead to? You got to start thinking like that. How can I be bound to something that I died to? Ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Amen. Next verse. Oh, no, you're not. Look at your neighbor and tell him, say, no, you're not. No, you're not. Yeah, uh, see? To whom you yield yourself servants to obey, his servant you are to whom you obey. That's your thought life, Shad. To whom you yield yourself to. You become the servant of it. Huh? Notice this, whether sin unto death or of obedience unto what? 
righteousness. You make the choice. You make that decision. Is that right? All right. Next verse. But, but, but God be thanks that ye were the servant, that ye were the servant of sin, that you were, but you have what? Obeyed from the heart that from, of the, I mean, that form of doctrine which was delivered you. Watch this. Being then made free from sin, you became what? The servants of righteousness. Right? Next verse. I speak after the man of men because of the infirmity of your flesh. For as you have yielded your members' service to uncleanliness and to iniquity unto iniquity, even so now yield your members' service to righteousness unto holiness. Why would he tell you to do that? Because you can now, because you've been born again. Amen. Holiness is not what you wear. Amen. You're putting on the holiness is you behaving like your father has made you, has justified you by the blood of Jesus Christ. Now you are, now you're walking in your holiness. Now you're walking like God wants you to walk. Because why? See, the problem is, and I have to quit with this. <clears throat> Here's the problem. You're using a natural mirror to visualize yourself. Hmm? Some people don't even want you. Some people don't even want to look at the natural mirror to see themselves, right? But you're using the natural mirror to visualize yourself. You can't use the natural mirror to visualize. That mirror cannot show you the image of who you are. That mirror is just a reflection to show you physically. This don't count. Are you following me? And you know, you know, you want to leave out your house, you know, a little bit decent. But that's not, what that's not what we're looking for. That's not what we live by. The mirror that you're using to live by, this is your reflection right here. How do you look according to this? I mean, when you, when you leave here tonight, why don't you think about that? Why don't you go to bed? How am I living? How is my life according to this? Not the whole Bible, just what you've been hearing. What is your life like according to this? Are you going to take what the Word said? Are you still going to hold fast to what? Your tradition. Are you going to hold fast to maybe a divorce you walked through? Or maybe uh, something that, that took place, a death that took place, or whatever. Are you going to hold fast to that? Are you going to allow that? Because I'm telling you, nothing can come close to this. But your own tradition can cause the word of God to be of no effect. It belongs to you, but you're not going to be able to partake it because you allow the, what, the, the mirror of reflection of your past, of your blunders, of your failures, you allow it to control you. And as long as you allow it to control you, you'll never be able to see yourself the way Jesus see you. He don't see you with none of that junk. He see you righteous. He see you whole. He see you victorious. That's how your father sees you. 
But you come to God, oh God, I didn't pray today. Lord, I didn't make my scripture. I didn't quote my scriptures like I did. I'm just so unworthy. Lord, can you forgive me? And the Lord just told me, what, what is you? What? I mean, I can hear, you know, he down there saying, well, what are they talking about? I can look at you. Did you tell them that? You the reason I sent you to make sure they. Yep, Lord, I sent Paul. I sent Pastor Ty. But they, you know, that's your children. <laughs> like God told Moses. That's your people. <laughs> well, I'm done. Amen. <laughs>